You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here is your host, it's Mr. Carl Stebbings. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 68 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in my kitchen studio live this week oh, yes. is my co-host Matt. You have no idea how horrible it has been oh. trying to get these two. All because of a cheap webcam that failed right at the very last Which minute. Which is now currently on the floor It is. In, in many pieces. We yeah. have actually smashed it up. But um, <laughs> if you are listening on or watching on YouTube, mm. welcome. Welcome. This is a, shall, we, shall we turn the cameras on? Shall we yeah, do that? turn the cameras yeah. on okay, so they we can go. actually see us. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So we'll go across. There we there are. We Look. Hey. <laughs> well, Hello. there you are. Indeed. Absolutely. I'll, I'll this, wave at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I should just explain, the, the camera that Carl is having to use um, has uh, got a slight glitch because we've had to abort what we were doing. Yeah. And uh, so that's using a camera that's not really designed for that sort of thing. It was only meant for a wide shop. There we are. Uh, and um, I suppose we, we ought to uh, see what I look like. There we go. There's Matt. <laughs> oh, there he is. Morning. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Happy days. Oh, well, right. We're, we're both sporting our T-shirts. I must say, we're yes. both sporting <laughs> yeah. our, our Plain Talking UK T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for the show. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. You can show it off properly yeah. now. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so next next weekend at Riyadh, you'll be able to see yes. um, me and Matt wearing these. I've also got my Boeing hat on. Oh, have you? see the, yeah. Boeing, the Boeing logo on here. As you do. Oh, well, never mind. All part of the fun. So hopefully this is streaming live on YouTube. Yes, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we did put the links on on the, on the website, didn't we? On on uh, we Facebook. Yeah. So hopefully we have got some people watching us on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. If you are watching us on YouTube, by the way, we are logged into our Facebook page. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please just um, leave us a comment on Facebook now, yeah. just to let us know that you can actually see us. Yeah, yeah. That would be kind of. We great. think we you th- we think you we can think see, you yeah. can see us. So if if you are watching us live on on uh, Facebook, then please just uh, send us a little message on there now and uh, we'll give you a mention while we're recording. We will. Live. live. How very exciting. So yeah. the uh, uh, so the, the date today is the 12th of uh, July. It's a Sunday morning mm. and uh, it's just coming up towards 20 to 11 in the morning. And uh, we've got um, a few news stories to cover. Uh, we're going to yeah. cover uh, in quite in some more detail, React. Um, as we're doing React next year, we're oh, sorry this year. Yeah. We're covering React next weekend. Uh, we've got quite a bit of uh, stuff to cover over there and go mm-hmm. over and stuff that we're um, that we're going to be looking at while we're there. Um, so we've got that to come. There's no segment from Pilot Pip this week, unfortunately, due to Pip being in Malta. Yeah, um, as you do, as you do in yeah. my in my second home. Um, <laughs> not that anyone's in, upset about enjoying that. himself. Yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he's not got a segment for us uh, this week, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm just looking at my webcam. I'm frozen. Yes, now. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm dealing with that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh. So, uh, so we have no segment from Pip, but we have got lots of news to go through. Mm. Uh, so, as uh, as we said, we are recording this live yeah. well we do record it live anyway but we are yeah. literally streaming this live on youtube um so uh yeah so we're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be interesting this it show, is it is definitely yeah. gonna be interesting yeah <laughs> so we are going to hopefully have oh we've got messages coming through oh there. hello oh hello <laughs> so we are going to uh oh pilot pilot pip has just actually messaged me oh has he how rude <laughs> uh, oh okay 
Oh yes, Pip has just messaged me. Has he? Yeah, um, I'm not gonna not gonna tell you what it is because oh. he's he's just being nasty now. Oh, is he? And, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's nasty. not very nice, is it? <laughs> I know, I know. He's just saying he's just saying how lovely it is and stuff where he is at the moment. So yeah. um, yes, so we are going to start the show uh, as we do with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt, I am. Yes, let's go. <laughs> So kicking off uh, the first story on the Business Traveller website and Virgin uh, to fly the Boeing 787-9 to Dubai. Uh, Virgin Atlantic will operate uh, or a, a or 787-9 to Dubai from July next year. The British carrier currently flies a daily A330-300 service, uh, VS400 and VS401, between London Heathrow and Dubai. From July the 21st next year, 2016, uh, the airline will replace the aircraft with the 787-9. The outbound service, uh, VS400, departs London Heathrow at 10 in the uh, evening and arrives in Dubai at 8 a.m. the next day. With the return flight, VS401, leaving Dubai at uh, 10 past 11 in the morning and landing in London at 5 to 4 in the afternoon. Last month, it emerged that uh, Virgin will restore a second daily service between Heathrow and Los Angeles uh, this winter. Uh, we covered that story in a few episodes mm. back. Yeah. Um, so more, more. that's good news, Virgin um, bringing that uh, Dreamliner onto the Dubai route, because that, that's somewhere, somewhere I go. Oh, so, so perhaps <laughs> I should... It's all about you. I know. Yeah. So perhaps I should uh, <laughs> sort of uh, leave Emirates and fly with, uh, with Virgin. Really, I, I can't see you doing that. Really, you are a, you are you are Emirates through and through. Let's be honest. No, I, and I need to rack up my frequent flyer points. Well, with <laughs> I like that. Focused on the one task. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what are you like? I know. Oh dear. Oh well. Anyway, on to the next story. Which, funnily enough, is a right. Well, well, there is a shock. So <laughs> you'll have to excuse. I'm a little bit distracted, obviously, because I'm having to switch between uh, cameras at the moment. So we'll go to me. Hello. Uh, by the way, we we are getting some feedback on YouTube oh, directly. Right. I'm pleased to say. Oh, good, good. Um, uh, Ray Davis, he's watching. He's saying it had just frozen, but we knew that. Obviously, yeah. we, I've, Thank I've you, cured Ray. that now. Hopefully, Thank that you, should be uh, behaving itself. Um, picture is up and clear. Uh, just a bit of a delay, as I say. This this is the first time that we've ever done anything like this. So, so humble apologies if it's not going <laughs> according to plan. Um, uh, uh, I'm not even sure how to say that. Aenus Aenus says wave back. Should we wave back? I'll wave back. Uh, oh, oh, hang oh, on. Oh, I'll wave first. Okay, there we you go. Wave first. And then I'll do that, and then you can wave back as oh. well. Hello. I'm, I'm a bit slow. <laughs> you are a bit Hello. slow. Yes. And that's just in life, let alone wave <laughs> Honestly, yes. As I say, uh, Carlos's camera is not the one we were hoping to use this morning. That's why there's even worse of a delay. Uh, my one doesn't seem to be too bad. Your one's far so. better than mine. Well, I know, but that's just... <laughs> oh, dear, calm down. Let's not get all upset now. Uh, right. Uh, anyway, uh, on to the, uh, the task at hand while we are pointing at me. The next story is uh, on Ryanair's... It's about Ryanair. Sorry, it's on the Mirror website. And the headline is, Ryanair reveals incredible new deal to mark 30th anniversary. And you won't want to miss it. The firm's website is set to be swamped in the coming days as the airline revealed an incredible offer as it celebrates three decades since its first ever flight. 
Ryanair has revealed an incredible new deal to mark its 30th anniversary and you will not want to miss it. The firm's website is set to be swamped in the coming days as the airline reveals an incredible deal which will be on offer as they celebrate their 30th anniversary. Ryanair is marking 30, the 30th anniversary of its fl- first flight ever by launching a special birthday seat sale with a whopping 1 million seats on sale across the entire network for just €19.85. Euros the firm's website... Sorry, that's me messing around. Is it? Right. (laughs) Okay. Travel fans need to set their alarms for one minute past midnight tomorrow. This was on Wednesday, July the 8th. So if you're listening to it now, you've already missed it. Oh, no, it still finishes tonight. Oh, does it? Oh, well, that's all right. Okay. When when the sale kicks off, and it will... Yes, I keep reading, Smith. Uh, (laughs) The sale kicks off, and it will close on Sunday, July the 12th at midnight. So you've got till tonight, the Irish Mirror reports. We've put together a guide on how you can find the cheap Ryanair tickets here. Um, as I say, so go to the website. This is mirror.co.uk uh, and then search for the Ryanair Reveals Incredible New Deals and you can have a look and see what's on offer. The flights on sale are for travel between September and the end of January. Chief Marketing Officer for Ryanair, Kenny Jacobs, it's somebody we hear quite a lot from, uh, said Wednesday the 8th July marks the 30th anniversary of Ryanair's first flight from Waterford to Gatwick. Where's Waterford? I've no idea. Google it quickly. Okay. Uh, and to celebrate, uh, and to, as a thank you to our customers, we're going back to 1985 with 1 million seats on sale for just €19.85. The €19.85 sale will save customers a further €125 million. Euros. The one thing that hasn't changed is our fares as we continue to offer Europe's lowest Airfares with the biggest route network and best service. These nineteen these nineteen euro eighty five fares go on sale with Ryanair.com website from Wednesday with a one million with uh, with a million seats available across the entire network for travel between September and the end of January, which must be booked on the Ryanair.com website by midnight on the twelfth of July. If you can't head off for some sun in the, some fun in the sun, at least you can have a pint in one of the eighteen brilliant Irish beer gardens. You have to visit before you die. <laughs> well, that's a lovely way that's of putting lovely, it, isn't it? isn't it? I know. It's something nice that Ryanair's done as well. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that? Hey, eh? yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't bash. We don't bash Ryanair at all. Yeah, on we this do. Show. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. We do. Oh dear. Right, oh, so dear. moving on to our next story. Indeed. And uh, next story is on the Yahoo Finance site. Ooh. And EasyJet passenger numbers rise in June. Yes. Uh, London budget airline EasyJet uh, said on Monday that it carried uh, just over six and a half million passengers in June of this year, nearly 8% more than the same month last year. The load factor, which measures how full the plane is, was 92.7%, up just a touch from 92%. In the rolling 12 months ending June 2015, the airline carried 67.11 million passengers, up 5.9% from 63.37 million. While the load factor was 91.2% versus 91.1% for the 12 months ending June 2014. Uh, EasyJet added that there were 487 cancellations in June compared to 380 last year. So passenger numbers rising again. Mm. This is EasyJet this time, uh, yeah. rather than uh, Ryanair. That's good. I it think is. that's really good. Uh, the fact that um, you know they're they're obviously filling the uh, aircraft even more, mm. uh, which is good. And um, obviously EasyJet are they really are on a par now. Yeah. Ryanair. I think they're kind of head to head in this race of being 
by the best um, budget carrier, I do think. Well, I, I do, I do. It does, it does seem that the, the, they are the, they are the ones doing really well, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I mean, you you get uh, several routes that uh, are being closed by Virgin and all sorts, where there just isn't the demand, perhaps. And yet, you get companies like EasyJet and Ryanair who are uh, who are filling their planes. That you know, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time a, a route was cancelled due to lack of profitability for either of the budget major budget carriers, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward actually to flying with EasyJet in September when we go to Malta because I haven't flown with EasyJet for a few years. Right. So, um, okay. Lucky you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it'll be on uh, one of their newly painted aircraft with the yeah. lovely um, orange uh, logo. You know the new orange logo on the side. So. Yeah. Moving well, on. Well, there we are. Yes. Okay. Yes. Moving on. And um, the next story is on. Uh, this is uh, business leadership, business business and leadership website. Uh, and the headline is Ryanair officially joins Facebook and first competition is to mark its 30th, 30th birthday. Ryanair has officially joined Facebook and launched a competition via the social media site to mark its 30th birthday. The 30 Names and 30 Planes competition offers 30 fans to the chance to have their name and face pictured on one of the 30 Ryanair aircraft. Fans can upload their photo and download a CGI video of their own Ryanair aircraft bearing their name and face on the new Facebook page, and the 30 winners will be announced in September. Otherwise, on the page, Ryanair will offer its 100, 100 million its one hundred million customers. Wow, that's a terrifying number, isn't it? 100 million customers, the latest route news and developments, other competitions and off- offers are, uh, and real-time customer service. Customer service and Ryanair. <laughs> Really? In the same sentence. In the same sentence. Well, there we are. The Facebook page is part of Ryanair's strategy to expand its social media presence. It follows a launch of its Twitter account, which has now got 160,000 followers, its YouTube channel with over 6 million video views, Instagram and LinkedIn accounts, and its new blog, Into the Blue, with further platforms set to follow soon. Also to mark its 30th birthday, as we covered just a moment ago, Ryanair is also set to release 1 million seats across Europe priced at €19.85 for travel between September and the end of January. There we go. That's <laughs> miles away then. You were being distracted there. I was, I was loading jingles up. Oh, fair enough. We'll get you. <laughs> so Facebook then. They're on Facebook now, which yes, is kind yes, of good. Yes, I yes, like yes. that. I yes. like that. That means, I can, well, it means we can like them. Really? Yeah, with a show page can like. Uh, what it means is that it means that when something goes wrong, we can actually abuse them easier. That's what I. Do. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Well, no. Okay. okay. Just, just me then. Yeah. Just you. <laughs> right. So another story. Indeed. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gadget UK, mm. the website. This one. Yeah. And uh, another Virgin story. Funny enough, I, I should have got you to cover this one. No. Uh, really. So Virgin's <laughs> Virgin's new in-flight Wi-Fi is strong enough to stream video. Ooh. Now we were covered. We covered this a couple of weeks ago. I asked we the did, question, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. Mm. Look, at, so Virgin, look at you with your continuity. I know. Virgin <laughs> America has yeah. announced that it's teaming up with uh, satellite internet company Viasat to provide mm. the fastest in-flight Wi-Fi of any commercial carrier. The new system uses a hybrid KUKA band receiver uh, to deliver an internet pipeline 8 to 10 times faster than anything else on the market. The KA band alone offers a whopping 140 gigabits per second throughput. Uh, It's being installed on the company's new fleet of A320 airliners and will be put into service on Hawaii-bound routes starting next year. 
That alone is a big accomplishment as the rest of the airline's fleet have to have to rely on ground-based Wi-Fi connections which don't work over the ocean's expanse. Virgin touts that this in-flight connection will be the equivalent to an average home broadband link and users are expected to use it as such, streaming videos and watching the carrier's 18 channels of DISH network and surfing the internet with uh, abandon just at 35,000 feet. This is brilliant. Um, I mean, I thought the I thought, I thought the internet speeds weren't too bad anyway. Um, we uh, when we flew with Emirates a few years back, but obviously they're saying here that you can stream video too. You can watch BBC iPlayer and well, things like that. Yes, well, you you could be in the air and watching our podcast. Uh, you know, as it goes out live. How's about that? that? That would be cool. <laughs> Indeed. Actually, on that note, uh, um, as I say, we're getting sort of stuff from YouTube quite a lot, actually, here, uh, which is good. Good morning to Tim Hitchcock. He's watching. Um, and he says, hi, Gather. Hi, hi there, guys, from Noosa, Sunshine Coast in Australia. Oh, that sounds nice. That does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where's Grant? He's stuck in an where's, airport. Yeah, where's he Grant? Trying to, oh, no, yeah, no, he's, he's, stu- he's trying to get away, isn't he? He is, not he? He's trying to get away. Um, uh, he's got, got ash cloud incidences. Ash cloud, alert, alert. <laughs> no, bless him. He's, he's, he's been in the right pickle. Has yeah, yeah. Where's he, um, is, he, is he just trying, going away or is, or is he away on business? I think, I'm sure I read that Grant was going away on a honeymoon. Because he, he got married, um, God, he got married last year. I think it was last year, right? Or, you know, early this year or last year, got married. Yeah. And they think they're, they're now having a honeymoon. I think, oh. yeah. So it's it's quite. If it is, then then that's sorry really, to hear that. Grant. That is that's really really terrible news. Really not yeah. good. No, absolutely. Uh, Paul Tricker, he's uh, he's watching, um, but unfortunately he's got no speakers at his end, so he probably can't hear us. But uh, <laughs> anyway, if you watch it back later, uh, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, on to the next story then, um, and this is. On the Travel Mall website, yes, Travel Mall website, and the uh, story is uh, Jet Two slaps unruly passenger with five thousand pound bill. Is this is this the same one we covered a few weeks ago? Well, let's find out. I think it's following on. Yeah, Jet Two has charged a passenger with almost five thousand pounds after his alleged disruptive behaviour forced a flight from Leeds Bradford to Alicante to divert to Toulouse. The airline confirmed today that it had sent Grant Marshall an invoice for £4,809 to cover its costs. Good. That's all I can say. Jet2.com, which launched an Onboard Together programme last month, saying it would show zero tolerance towards disruptive conduct uh, on board, has also handed uh, Marshall a lifetime ban and it intends to prosecute him for causing the diversion. Marshall, who was travelling with a party of 14, was drinking illicit alcohol on board, using foul language and threatening behaviour, which forced the captain of the flight to divert to Toulouse, said the airline. The managing director, Phil Ward, said uh, to protect the safety and comfort of our loyal customers and staff, we openly pledged to take action to stamp out antisocial behaviour on board. And that is exactly what we are doing. Jet2 is a holiday airline, so we want holidaymakers to have a wonderful time from the moment they start their holiday with us. Uh, more than 1,150 passengers were inconvenienced uh, that day by Mr. Marshall's antisocial and unacceptable behaviour. This is why we've issued him with this bill for the costs involved. Uh, most passengers have a fantastic time travelling with us and, of course, uh, 
know how to behave on board, which is why we need to stop disorderly behaviour from the likes of Mr. Marshall. Now, I think he's got off lightly, if I'm honest, if he's mm. only had just shy of a £5,000 bill, because obviously if that plane's had to be diverted to somewhere else, it's landing where fuel. it shouldn't be. Yeah, fuel costs, landing yeah. costs, landing Absolutely, fees. yeah. Well, and also that flight was presumably supposed to be going to its next destination mm. to then carry on. Mm. Um, so that's now in the wrong location, which means significant delays by the time they get from there to the next thing because you can't just sort of land and take off again can't well unless you're Ryanair but <laughs> sort of, yeah no good well I I, I think um, well it serves him right if I'm brutally honest you definitely know, you, you, you should know how to behave on an aircraft you know I do I just stare in awe at the view out the window well yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you like I know oh dear cut me in half and I say plane all the way through what definitely I know <laughs> So moving on then to our next story. Uh, mm-hmm. This one on the Travel Daily UK site. And uh, it's Thai Airways. And they recently celebrated the departure of the first Airbus A380 direct flight from London to Bangkok at Heathrow's Terminal 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, passengers who travelled on uh, flight TG910 were greeted uh, at the arrival gate by a group of beefeaters and guardsmen. Many selfies were taken and passengers commented on it, uh, being a as a text message. <laughs> okay. Word to you, put your phone on silent when recording a show. Well done. Okay. Yes. So uh, so the, uh, the, the passengers were given fresh orchid corsages and commemorative key rings to mark the special occasion at check-in A, arrival um, um, with a special arrival performance of a traditional Thai dance and music, which was also staged. Wit Kitchkathorn, general manager of Thai Airways, uh, he said that it, uh, it had been a great way to mark the UK's first direct A380 flights uh, to Bangkok, um, um, bringing in the new era uh, of flight from there to uh, and from the UK. As always, we are immensely proud of our service and uh, doubly so now that we're the only airline offering an A380 state-of-the-art direct travel between London and Bangkok. TG911 departs daily from London Heathrow's Terminal 2 at half 12 in the afternoon and arrives at Bangkok's Surinabuhumi. I'm sorry, what? Word, <laughs> at uh, quarter to six in the morning oh. the next day. <laughs> and then the return flight TG910 departs uh, daily from Bangkok, uh, Suru, that long word, airport, at 10 past one in the morning <laughs> and arrives at London Terminal 2 at quarter past seven the next morning. Now, I must say the, the uniforms that the Thai mm. uh, cabin crew have, there's a picture on the website yeah. here. Uh, and it looks, it's really that's very nice uniforms, aren't they? Very, very posh. They are lovely nice. color. Yeah, they Actually, are lovely purple color, matching ties, um, their paint job and stuff. Mm. Um, but, I, that, that is one of it's kind of a royal purple. Do you know what I mean? It's it is very yeah. yeah. But a lot of people I've heard that have flown with Thai say that say that Thai do do um, give a really good service. Um, on their flights, so well, that's, that's good. good. Now, actually, we've got some feedback from a previous the previous story here. It says, "Does it mention how much the extra Wi-Fi? You know, we're we talking the Wi-Fi. Oh, here? the Wi-Fi. What, does it say anything about how much extra it is for it? No, I, it doesn't. No. Shall I have a look? I'll see if I can find something up on that. I think I think it's, it's Aenus, but I'm not. I, I'm really sorry if I'm saying that wrong. A e n e u s. 
if I'm if I'm if you are still watching, then please just write it for me phonetically, and I'll make sure that I yes. say it right. I'm I'm very sorry. And let us know where you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah. that's a good. Yeah. Yes, let us know where you are. Yeah. And uh, morning, guys. And that's from Speedbird seven five seven. Oh, lovely name like that. <laughs> Speedbird yes. is um, Matt. Probably doesn't know this, no, so I shall, no, I shall no, explain no, it to yeah, Matt. Please do. I I I, I I I know nothing. I really. <laughs> So Speedbird is the call sign used by British Airways. Ah. So when you are listening to um, liveatc.net, a brilliant, yes. brilliant site, by the way, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and you're, or you're listening to a scanner, right. when, when you hear someone say Speedbird, blah, 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 number, Speedbird, yes. one, two, three, that's a British Airways flight. Ah. So rather than saying British Airways, one, two, three, they'll say Speedbird, one, two, three. Um, ready to depart, runway zero nine left, uh, you know, things like that. Oh, what? Speedbird. It's been, it's, <laughs> it, it actually stems back to the the old days of BOAC. Right. And the logo that they used to have was uh, a kind of bird on, mm. the, on the tail. It was kind of a, uh, a kind of, I forget, but it was a speed bird. Yeah, yeah. It was a bird. So they uh, had the call sign Speedbird as, uh, instead of BA or British Airways. Well, they are. But See? a lot of airlines do. A lot of airlines do have, um, have, have things like that. US Airways. In America, yeah. their call sign is not U.S. Airways, blah blah blah. It's cactus, <laughs> right? Yes, okay, I know. Yes. Cacti, yes. Yeah. Cactus. <laughs> so we go a bit of bit of useless information for you there, but I'm glad, I'm sure you all enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> and if you didn't, it's a bit late now. Nothing yeah. we can do about it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, on to the next story, and uh, this is on the Scotsman uh, website, so it's scotsman.com. And the headline is RAF jets in six near misses at Scottish airports. Uh, fears over safety of fast military jets have been expressed after the Military of Defence admitted that there were, was a serious risk of collision on six occasions near major Scottish airports in the last five years. Figures released after a written question um, by SNP defence spokesman Douglas Chapman have shown that in uh, in a further nine uh, incidents uh, near Scotland's uh, five major airports between 2010 and 2014 that safety was indeed compromised suggesting that there was a risk of re- a real risk of collision um, the revelation has led to fresh calls for the installation of a collision warning system to be speeded up on the UK's fleet of tornadoes and for the Ministry of Defence to think again about not having such a system for typhoon jets now based at RAF Lossimath in Moray and joint strike fighters which are due to be brought into service in the next decade. The incidents known as air procs where military jets are involved in situations which could lead to a collision are categorised according to the seriousness with A and B. Uh, the the two most dangerous types. According to the MOD um, figures out uh, around Edinburgh, Glasgow, Prestwick, Aberdeen and Inverness airports, there were six category A's uh, serious risk and nine category B's where safety was compromised between 2010 and 2014. The issue of collisions has been high on the agenda since uh, July 2012 when three airmen lost their lives in a collision uh, between two tornadoes above the Moray Firth. Uh, It emerged that a recommendation for tornadoes to have a potentially life-saving collision warning system in 1998 was ignored by the Labour government and then again put on the back burner with the Tory Lib Dem Coalition Strategic Defence and Security Review in 2010. 
Since the fatal accident, uh, a system has been developed for tornadoes and is in the process of being fitted to planes. But a damning report in July by the Military Aviation Authority, that's the MAA, warned there was a risk of collision with a passenger jet, especially as no warning systems have been fitted to the typhoons. Now, the scary thing there is if there was an incident... Um, and it collided with a with a with a jet. Um, a jet collided with a passenger one. I mean, we're talking hundreds of lives then, aren't we? If they get that right, I mean, mm. you could be what if it was a, a big and sort of two hundred and forty odd. I mean, it's really quite quite scary, isn't it? But you see these. I mean, where we live, where me and Matt live here yeah. in the UK, um, especially my side of the sort of uh, the county here, we're in a valley, and yeah. we do get a a lot of. Uh, low flying, very low flying mm. military aviation uh, jets. Yeah. Just yesterday, um, on my way into work, um, there were four tornadoes um, flying in formation over our village here. Yeah. Um, probably around about two, possibly two and a half, two thousand feet. Um, and there is a lot of GA aircraft that fly around here. The, mm. the aircraft that I fly from my flight school fly in this area. At roughly between one to three thousand feet, um, mm. and obviously, you know, when you're there in your Cessna traveling at a mere sort of ninety to one hundred miles yeah. per hour, and you've got uh, a tornado GR one traveling at um, well, a, a lot faster. Yeah, uh, it bet. does. It does pose a an a issue, real, yeah. a real issue. Um, obviously, these the military jets do have um, you know a form of TCAS, like mm. a, a collision avoidance system right. built in. But you know, if you're traveling, like I said, if you're traveling mm. at uh, well close to Mac, whatever speed, mm. uh, yeah. military, you know, jet, then it doesn't give you a lot of time to move. No, it doesn't. Should you come across a small light aircraft in front of you, <laughs> as you do, as you do, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, it isn't ideal. It's uh, it, well, they've, they've got to do something, as you say, because I mean, let's you know, if if, if they did collide with a passenger air jet, I mean, mm. it's it's very sad that three people lost their lives, but. You know, part of you sort of thinking, but at least it was only three. You know, these accidents do happen. Mm. You know, but at least it was only three people that died. As you say, if it collided with a big jet, we're, yeah, we're talking just, hundreds, terrible, of, yeah. hundreds yeah. of casualties. Yeah. So no, we have. Um, we've had a. I had a message which came through earlier. Oh right. And uh, we had a message from Pilot Pip. Oh yes. And Pip's just sent me a message uh, via the realms of an SMS. Oh cheating! Oh he, oh, he has your mobile he number. Has my mobile he? Number, oh, yeah. get him! Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> Pippa said that uh, can we give a shout out to Ooh. Captain Mike Gibbons? Uh, he's watching the show now. So is he? Oh, okay. <laughs> hello, Captain Gibbons. Hello. Well, thank you for watching the uh, watching the show. Yeah. I'm sure he's uh, not falling asleep at all. <laughs> I bet he is. Yeah. Um, so Aeneas, I'm going to have to pronounce this. Aeneas, Aeneas. Yes. Who uh, sent us a message as phonetically. Um, you pronounce it Aeneas. 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 Okay. So hello, Aeneas. Hello. hello to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, and also uh, Ray Davis as well. He's enjoying the show. Good, um, good, good. So hello, hello to you, Ray, as well. Excellent. Hello. Thank you for watching. <laughs> Very yes. good of you. Yes. Next time round, Carlos will have a proper camera and he won't be on Judder no. like he no, is now. No, really. <laughs> it's like It's like a wave. <laughs> And it's like, oh, it, actually, it's not far off. It, no, it's, it's I'm, as I say, it's doing the very best it can, given, oh, no, now it's poor. Oh, no, it's all right. 
never mind. Hey, look, for a first attempt, for a real first attempt yeah, to actually do first. it live and to actually do video. I mean, we should have just done a live one first and then maybe added cameras. Yeah. But no, we thought we'd go for broke. We'd, put, we'd do it all if, if you could honestly, I don't think you guys can see on the camera, but there no. is we've it's got, chaos. We've yeah. got one, two, three, four yeah. laptops. Yes. Um, a monitor. Yeah. A USB mixer desk. <laughs> A, another mixer desk yes, here, um, and uh, yeah, there's a mixer desk here, a USB mixer here, yeah. uh, behind this monitor, which yes. I'm pointing out. Yes, he's hiding here, it. Yes, and then we've got four laptops yeah. around around the you area. See, we had this big plan where it was all going to be really tidy. Everything was going to be really tidy. We were going to make sure that all the wires were nice and neat, and the camera that we're using at the moment was just going to be like a wide shot. So like when when we were both talking to each other and things. Oh, we'll show you the mugs we've got. We've got oh, um, yeah, I, yeah, I've got Matt's a, got a I've farm. Got a farm one look there you go look oh look at that look 2012 2012 yeah, I know. this is out of date now all right yeah <laughs> and and i've got um i've got my lovely oh get you plain, with your branded merchandise plain talking uk mug there with carlos yeah. written on there good, you are a mug i, I don't know <laughs> so moving on next story oh right yes oh sorry yes sorry, uh, back to story. me then yes okay and uh, this is on uh flight global yes i keep forgetting while we're actually here uh, and the headline is it's a picture story actually and it says Boeing donates first 787 to Nagoya Airport uh, Boeing has formally donated the first 787 to Nagoya uh, Chibu uh, Centre International Airport in a ceremony on the 7th of July. Uh, it is fitting that we bring Boeing's first ever 787 Dreamliner, also known as ZA001, Ooh. back home to Nagoya, uh, the, the heart of Japan's aerospace industry, says George uh, Mafo, the, ma, me, <laughs> president of Boeing Japan. Uh, ZA001 first flew on the 15th of December 2009 and performed various ground and flight tests focusing on aerodynamics, flight controls and system performance, says the airframer. ZA001 carried all of our dreams and aspirations and has grown to symbolise the storied partnership between Boeing and Japan's outstanding aerospace industry. Um, Boeing cites that 60 airline customers around the world have ordered more than 1,100 787s, and in Japan alone, both all A Air, oh sorry, both Al Nippon Airways and Japan Airways account for 128 of the type. Wow, those are big numbers. Japan's aerospace industry plays a major role in the 787 program. A Mitsubishi Heavy Industries factory in Nagoya makes the 787 family composite wings. Uh, another Nagoya factory complex run by Kawasaki Heavy Industries produces the aircraft's forward fuselage section. The 787 center wing box is also produced in Japan by Fuju Heavy Fuji. Is it Fuji? Yeah, Fuji, Fuji, yes. uh, Heavy Industries. Boeing has already two other 787-8 test aircraft. Uh, ZA002 went to the Pima uh, Pima Air Show and uh, sorry, the Pima Air and Space Museum in Tuscan uh, Airs, and ZA003 went to the Museum of Flight in Seattle. I think it's really. I think they should do, donate mm. me an aircraft. Right. Okay. Yes. But I think that's great, when, especially because <laughs> this this aircraft it obviously is you know the obviously Z A zero zero one. It's the first test you know mm. aircraft. Yeah. It's quite good. I, these sort of aircraft they should definitely preserve and and you know keep as a as a sort of a museum type piece. As really. Such. 
because you know it, it was the first production aircraft of yeah. the Dreamliner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that I think they've. I'm pretty sure that they've got the um, original first seven four seven from really? many many moons ago at a museum somewhere in the states. <laughs> Um, but it's good, you know, they should basically preserve these first of each aircraft. Mm. It's good. It's a good idea, I think. Yeah, it is good. So going back to the story we had earlier yes. uh, about Uh-oh. the Wi-Fi. Oh, no. The right, Virgin yes. Wi-Fi. Uh, so just looking up how much it costs uh, on Virgin America for the Wi-Fi. Mm. And they uh, have a sort of varied cost yeah. depending on where you're seated. Right. Um, but um, <laughs> needless to say that in in the whole, across the whole board, mm. including first class... Uh, and the main main cabin, um, the Wi-Fi starts at four dollars ninety-five, right, and peaks at thirty-four dollars ninety-five. It doesn't say how much you get for that. Whether there's a cap or a limit or something like right. that, um, doesn't say on their website. I'm just having a look through. Mm. It doesn't say anything on there about what the what the uh, caps or anything are or okay. the usage is but it, it starts at four dollars 95 and finishes at 34 dollars. right okay and, and how much data you get how, what do you get for it doesn't give yeah, you the it doesn't, stats doesn't no. give you the stats no, no. I, I'm just going through no it doesn't say about any no, it's a bit of a shame yeah it just gives you a price there so mm. um i don't know but it's, it's funny though you don't get it free in first class <laughs> Really? So after, after, you've, <laughs> after you've paid a million pounds to fly first class, you still have to pay for the Wi-Fi. You still have to pay for the Wi-Fi. That's yeah. outrageous. <laughs> oh, dear. It's terrible. Well, I know. I mean, you do think it would be the one thing you got for free. In, what, yeah. you know, in first class. Or, or, in, or at least included with your, your first class. What about in business class? I don't think they didn't, you know. didn't, cl- they didn't have a business class on there. Oh, I don't, don't think, no. Oh, so just first class and, mm. and cattle class, as yeah. I call it. Yeah. <laughs> So, moving on to our next story. Hello, everyone. A bit of a wave there. Oh, stop it. I know. You're such I'm a on t- I'm on telly, look. <laughs> yeah, only your telly. <laughs> okay. Flight Global. Oh, we have and... eight people watching. Oh, we have eight people? Yes, actual, oh, really? actual viewers. Oh, okay. yes. eight, view- eight viewers. <laughs> so, Flight Global. China Eastern agrees to take 50 more 737s. Boeing will be happy. Mm. So China Eastern Airlines has agreed to acquire 50 new Boeing 737s in a deal worth $4.5 billion at catalogue prices, right. which they never pay. Okay, right. <laughs> the Shanghai-based carrier disclosed the agreement, which it states uh, is a purchase in a statement to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Uh, it is not clarified which variants of the 737 are involved, although it gives uh, the base price of each as $91 million per aircraft. Uh, Boeing has granted the carrier uh, a substantive price concessions on the aircraft, says the airline. China Eastern disclosed an agreement last year to take 8737s, including a batch of re-engined MAX versions. The airline says the concession attached to the latest deal for 5737s are more favourable than those granted uh, for this previous arrangement. Deliveries will take place in stages, the first 10 being delivered in 2017 mm-hmm. and another 25 the following year and the balance of the re- following 15 in 2019. Wow. China Eastern says the acquisition will expand both its own fleet and that of subsidiary China United Airlines. Mm. And all these 737s are to be powered by the CFM International Engines. Ooh. 
So China Eastern fly over here quite a bit, actually. Quite Do popular. they? Yeah, very popular airline. Where are they? Where are they off to? Uh, they're normally off to Shanghai. Right. Um, what they fly over with our with our fly path and stuff with our with our flight path. Yeah. Actually, I, I say that fly passes. Uh, slightly off topic here. I was uh, in the nightmare that is. Um, I, sorry, I'll switch to me. Stop being weird. Uh, <laughs> the um, I, I was uh, sitting at uh, on Exhibition Road near the Science Museum in London. Um, on Friday and of course there was something very exciting going on in central London on Friday as I'm sure you're aware it was covered on our Facebook feed uh, anyway and that of course was the fly pass but of course where I was standing I was very very close to Buckingham Palace so I had a fantastic view of um, several aircraft go over Spitfires and all sorts it was a proper full-on Battle of Britain uh, memorial flight and I think it was is it the F-16 the one that they put in the back there and it was literally flying sort of like that like in a stall pattern I mean Mm. it was literally just trying to that was a a, um, sorry the uh, Eurofighter Typhoon oh yes of course it was yeah yeah but it was fascinating to see that i think i saw something that like they had a similar sort of thing at um um at uh, waddington um but uh yeah that was uh, that was really quite nice to see of course it was a beautiful clear day on friday i mean i, I nearly had heat stroke stand, standing outside watching it because it was so hot but uh yes there we are anyway on to the next story i i go on uh it is <laughs> <laughs> well you see this is carlos has to put up with this every single Every single week, he has to work with this. Uh, Flight Global <laughs> is the website. He says back on task. Boeing seven three seven could edge A three twenty on twenty fifteen deliveries. Will you stop kicking the Sorry. microphone? Sorry. <laughs> Airbus is facing the possibility of its A320 family being pushed into second place uh, on full-year deliveries for the first time since the 737 became Boeing's sole single-aisle competitor. Deliveries of the 737 have been overtaken by the A320 family in 2002 when Boeing's single-aisle line also included the 717 and the 757. But the the cessation of... the, the, The what? The cessation, I, I want to say cessation, I'm, I'm not a C-E-S-S-A-T-I-O-N, of the 717 and the 757 production, left the 737 standing alone against the A320 in 2007. Boeing delivered 330 737s in that year against 367 of the A320s. Both Boeing and Airbus have been hiking production rates and each is currently manufacturing 42 Uh, single-aisle aircraft per month. Boeing has been closing the gap on its rivals and a batch of P-8 aircraft handed to the US Navy enabled it to nudge ahead of Airbus for the first half of 2014, even though Airbus regained its lead by the end of the year. But the figures for the first six months of this year show even discounting uh, six military P-8s, the 737 family out-delivered the A320. Airbus has often managed to achieve a higher output differential in the second half uh, than in the first, although this year it is having to contend with the initial cutover of the A320neo's manufacturer. Testing of the Pratt & Whitney powered version of the A320neo has been held up by a technical snag with the PW1100G engines, but modified power plants have been shipped by Pratt & Whitney and are currently being integrated with the nacelles says Airbus. The airframer expects them to arrive at the end of July and Airbus will resume flight testing as soon as the engines are installed on the jet, it says. We do remain on track to begin aircraft deliveries in 2015. Airbus has committed to raising a 
uh, raising A320 monthly production again to 46 in 2016 before pushing it to 50 in 2017. So uh, not not great news for a um, not great news there really. <laughs> well, it, it oh, I don't know. But Bo- I mean, Bo- they're both as good as each mm. other. We say this all every week in the story. We cover stories like this. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, and they've both had lots of orders coming, especially at the Paris Air Show that we had recently. Mm. They both took millions of dollars worth of um, of orders in and stuff. As you do. And they're both the narrow-bodied uh, aircraft, the A320 and the 737, are both such a popular aircraft. You know, mm. I know there is a lot of um, the, the wider, body, you know, the twin-aisle wide-bodied aircraft flying the skies. Yeah. But, um, you know, all these low-cost carriers around the globe mm. are using narrow-bodied aircraft, such as the A320 and the uh, 737. And that's never going to change because they are literally the, what should we say, the, the three-door hatchback of the sky. Mm. You know, small, compact, fill it up. Flight somewhere, yeah, a bit like you could call it a bit like a bus, really. I suppose that's exactly what they are, mm. aren't they? I mean, they just they just not on the ground, are they? Well, they are, but only briefly. <laughs> How is BT, by the way? Oh, she's fine. Oh, she, well, she's had a very busy week. Bless her. She was, uh, as I say, she was on, in Cambridge on Wednesday. Then we went to London. Then we're in Cambridge. We're off to Summer Leighton tomorrow. It was all very exciting. I know. Yeah. I know it's a bit local, isn't it? Summer Leighton. That's not very not far very away far at all. Away, no. I know. <laughs> that's BT. That's uh, that's Matt's. That's Matt's coach. It that's is. His, that's his coach. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite vehicle. His favourite vehicle in the I world. I do. Oh, it's got all manner of. It's got Wi-Fi and all sorts on it. It's very exciting. <laughs> I know. So we have a top ten. Oh, to finish the news segment. Okay, uh, it's a bit of an interesting top ten, right? Uh, it's uh, the top ten Chinese joint aircraft, uh, aircraft projects. Okay, this is rather good. interesting. I find, found this one earlier <laughs> on. I thought, well, you know, we'll give it a go. Well, it says in a week marked by reports of a possible. Um... Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> In a week marked by reports of a possible Russian-Chinese collaboration to develop a wide-bodied airliner based uh, on the in-development Irkut MC-21, uh, Flight Global took a look through the archive to find the most notable projects in China as a partner. So, (laughs) now you may move the screen. I know. In at number 10. So, at number 10... Uh, this uh, particular uh, helicopter um, is uh, what they class as a commercial wide-body helicopter. Mm-hmm. Looks like a bit, looks like the Russian mill, I have to say. And uh, this is the well, it's it's based it's on a based on a replacement um, for the Russian helicopter, but it was a it was a co collaboration between the Russians and the Chinese, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't actually give you the. It doesn't even give the designation at all there. Oh, of it. But it's a commercial wide-body uh, heavy-lift helicopter. Mm. In uh, number nine. Number nine, heavy-lift helicopters uh, kicking off a new era of Sino-Russian collaboration. Uh, and the aircraft, the Russian XX, was it six? That would be XI, yes. Oh, uh, no, seven. <laughs> Jinping. Seven uh, Jinping. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Super that sounds he- like a drink with ice. Super heavy <laughs> helicopter development program. 38-ton air uh, helicopter jointly developed by the Russian and, uh, well, the Russian and the, where are we looking at the Chinese presidents? Oh, um, well, there we are. 
so the, this is a bit of a hard top yeah, ten, I have to say. <laughs> Not the best top ten I've... I've um... hey, we'll, we'll press on regardless. So in at number eight. Number eight, Project 941 <laughs> Zulu 10. Uh, Rumours of Russian involvement have lurked in the shadow of many recent Chinese aircraft development programmes, but the debut of the Changi Z-10 helicopter gunship appeared an ingenious Chinese design until the 2013 Heli Expo. Uh, convention during a Russian helicopters press conference, Chief Executive Sergei Mikiev announced that the <laughs> Z10 was based entirely on a previously uh, classified Kamov design called Project 941. Uh, Kamov handed over the design to China, which uh, completed the development and testing of the new aircraft by itself. According to Mikiev, who added that he wishes uh, success to the helicopter. That's quite, that looks like, quite like that helicopter gunship. I think, nice. to be fair, Aeneas is right. This is a rather niche top 10. It yes, it is rather said. niche. Yeah, thank you, Aeneas. Yeah. At number? Number seven. Number seven, the Sukhoi Su 27 and the J11A. As Chinese and Soviet interests remained irreconcilable for three decades, China burgeoning aviation industry forged ties with the Western companies. Sanctions imposed on China after the Tiananmen Square massacre in 1989 changed the balance. Shortly after the collapse of the Soviet system caused Sukhoi's visionary chief executive and designer, Mikhail Siminov, to go entrepreneurial, negotiating a deal with Beijing to sell and then license produce the Su-27 flanker as the J-11A. Uh, as the scholars Saunders and Wiseman note, China would eventually violate the terms of the deal by uh, reverse engineering the Sukhoi 27 and produce, uh, reproduce, or producing an ingenious model named the J11B. Ooh, in at number six. Number six, the RD9. Sounds like something out of Star Trek. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> RD9, uh, RD11, uh, WP6 and WP7. Along with licensed provost aircraft, the Soviet Sino Corporation era also launched China's jet engine manufacturing industry. Designated by the Chinese as the WP-6, trial production of the Tumansky RD-9BF-811, a single-shaft axle turbojet with afterburner, began in 1961 to support the J-6 fighter program. A following-on program to license produce the Tumansky R-11F-300 engine, a Mach 2 capable power plant for the MiG 21 suffered uh, from the Soviet Union's abrupt withdrawal from relations with Beijing. As the Chinese have always maintained, many key Soviet documents, engine design drawings, Ooh. were not supplied, and 1,097 pages that were supplied had errors or omissions of uh, the late aviation journalist Bill Gunson wrote uh, in, in issue 18 of Jane's Error Engines. Ooh. I like those um, those en- these these particular like the F six here mm. shows with the engine being literally the aircraft is an engine with wings right and you're, <laughs> yeah. you as a pilot you're sitting on top of said engine right um, I don't know if I do like that <laughs> be warm in the wintertime. <laughs> well that's true yes that's, that's always nice anyway at number five number five MiG nineteen or the J six. The beginning of the 1960s saw the collapse of the Sino-Soviet relations, but China's attempt to license build the MiG-19 came in just under the wire. As the country's first supersonic fighter, the renamed J-6 was a strategic project for the PLA Air Force. Despite Soviet assistance, however, China's disastrous Great Leap Forward started taking its toll on industry. 
U.S. National Defense University scholars Philip Saunders and Joshua Wiseman have written that the result was dozens of J-6 fighters that were of such poor quality that they were never delivered. Oh, dear. Number four. Number four, the TU-16, or the H-6. Certainly the most long-lasting artifact of Sino-Soviet co-corporation. Uh, this is the Hongzhaji 6 or H6, a 1950s era strategic bomber that, like the Boeing B 52, remains in service with uh, potent capabilities. The Soviet Union licensed China's Yam aircraft to produce the twin jet Tu 16 Badger bomber in September 1957. The first Chinese built H 6A made its initial flight on the 24th of December 1968. Although the Soviet Union withheld a long-range strategic missile technologies, the Chinese have since made up for it with the recently uh, reported upgrade of an H-6M equipped with the CJ-10 land-based missile. Mm. Number three. Number three, K-13 or PL-2. In Sino-Soviet relations, technology mainly flowed in one direction, but China made one crucial early contribution – at the dawn of the air-to-air missile, missile era, an <laughs> AIM-9 sidewinder, uh, sidewinder missile fired by a Taiwanese F-86 Sabre logged, uh, lodged into a Chinese MiG-17 but did not explode. Oh, the boom. Soviets persuaded the Chinese to hand over the sidewinder, which served Russian engineers like a university offering at a course in missile construction. Um, the Soviets produced a copied version of the AIM-9 called mm. the K-13, which in turn the Chinese recopied as the PL-2, which was followed by an upgraded version known as the PL-3 and PL-5. Mm-hmm. Well, there we are. In at number two. Number two, the MiG-17, or J-5. Building, are you right there? Yes, building on just the trashing su- the place, don't mind me. <laughs> building on the success of the CJ-5, Shenyang completed assembly of the first licensed-produced copy of the MiG-17 fighter in September 1956. Renamed by the People's Liberation Army, the PLA, the J-5, which led to 767 deliveries between 1959 and 1969. Ooh. The CJ-5 trainer and the J-5 fighter proved key milestones in the development of China's aviation industry, wrote the Taiwanese scholar Shen Pin Luen. Another, another one there where you're sitting on top of an engine there. <laughs> that sounds absolutely terrifying. And finally, in at number one. I kind of like this one. This is no, I like this aircraft. The it's Yak, old school, isn't it? Yeah, the Yak eighteen or CJ five. Yes, Chinese aircraft manufacturing began with a short-lived era of Sino-Soviet cooperation, spanning most of the nineteen fifties. Mm-hmm. By July nineteen fifty four, Nanchang had assembled the first CJ five military trainer, mm. which was the Chinese de- designation for a licence-built Yakolov Yak eighteen. Yeah, I have to say it does look very much similar to the Yak eighteen. Um, this is the the Chinese have, have designated this as CJ five. Mm. This is a trainer, mm-hmm. obviously twin seat trainer with a prop. Right. And um, and yes. when are you going for your first lesson in it? Oh, <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd like yeah, that. Absolutely. Oh dear. So that was a really difficult top ten. That, what, that was I not the easy. <laughs> I don't know why I chose that one at all. And to be, it's been a bit like that. The whole show has been a bit like that. It's all uh, it's, as I say, guys. You have no idea how close we were to not getting on the air just before. But That's anyway, it's, it seems true. to have settled a little now. 
<laughs> so uh, have we got any, let's have any, any more feedback on oh Ooh. oh Tim Tim Hitchcock yes uh, he's just having some dinner chicken oh. parmigiana with veggies as one does yes <laughs> it's 8.30pm where he is well, a nice clear enough. night not a cloud in the sky not a breath of wind but a chilly 10 degrees 10 degrees 10 degrees blimey blimey Tim it's boiling here <laughs> it is <laughs> well, that, well actually that's not true because one thing we don't have is a camera outside which we probably do, no, we do should, have because if you do it was it is actually a little bit grey and unpleasant mm, it has to be said <laughs> oh dear so what are we doing now <laughs> <laughs> you're useless I know. give you one job okay it's time then uh to uh as I, unfortunately we've got no segment from pip this week no we so, haven't got a segment. Uh, he, he's sunning himself somewhere yeah. in, the, in europe somewhere yeah go on, go on. What, what was it that he sent you the the excuse he gave oh, i right. mean honestly um, absolutely outrageous just, just loading up my messages here <laughs> Um, it was quite funny. He used to say we got an email from him just before we managed just before we managed to get on the air. And oh, he said, I've just, I've just face planted the microphone. I'm so sorry. This is oh, so, and, and now it's got oh oh you can, oh, oh dear, it's, it's got it's a bit quite, of a droop. We'll, we'll 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 turn Matt's microphone yeah, down okay, so, he can, so he can adjust his uh, right. There we go. It's just me now. So Pip sent me a message. It said, in the absence of a segment for the show, here is Pip's top safety tip of the week. So, when on a layover for 36 hours in Malta, mm. be sure to get just the right balance of G in your tea. Oh, no. Hmm. Sorry, I couldn't resist rubbing it in. Yes, he's definitely doing that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, uh, Pip. Always Pip. a pleasure. Never a chore. So, when I am in Malta in September for the oh. Malta International Air Show, oh, here we go. I shall be sending Pip many text messages and pictures of oh, no. rubbing it in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, we need. I, I need to get hold of Pip to ask him um, how he got on flying into Luca Airport with uh, with his aircraft. Really? And see how, how he enjoyed. Because mm. um, the, the the runway at Luca is quite large. Actually, it's quite a large runway. Is it? Mm. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh dear. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, that, that concludes. We're not doing any more. Uh, we're not doing any uh, military stories this week, as I say, because this is a bit of an experimental show, just yeah. to see how we get on. So it is a little bit shorter than it would normally be. But of course, next weekend, mm. Carlos uh, and, and myself on the Sunday and Pip, yeah. and we're all we're all off to Riyadh for the weekend, which yeah, is very exciting. Are. I can't make it on the Saturday, unfortunately, because of work commitments. But Carlos and Pip will be there for both days, which is very exciting, and I should be joining them on the Sunday, and I can't wait. So, uh, in, in light of, of the fact that it's our big air show uh, coming up uh, this this weekend, we are going to just have a quick review, or at least Carlos is going to have a quick review uh, of what's actually uh, been confirmed now, because presumably uh, everything's been confirmed now for Riyadh Air Show. So. Yeah, most, most of the aircraft have been confirmed now. Some are on flying um, and some are static. Uh, hopefully mm. some of you guys and girls listening will be able to uh, come to yeah. Riyadh and yeah, yeah. Uh, see us. Um, as Matt said, I'm travelling up on Saturday morning yeah. early to get there for the show. I'm meeting with Pip, um, and me and Pip will be sort of uh, walking around the various mm. um, yeah. um, aircraft during the day. Uh, so you'll be able... I'll have this T-shirt on, so you'll be able yeah. to see me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll be there. So please do come and say hello to us if you mm. are going to the show. Definitely. So we've uh, starting off then um, with uh, from Belgium. Um, the Belgium or the Belgians are sending over a C-130H Hercules, an ERJ-135, uh, which is a passenger transport aircraft. Uh, they're also sending an F-16, 
Cool. And a NH-90 helicopter as well, which we've covered one of those on the stories before. Um, The only one flying out of those will be the F-16. The rest will be static. Mm. Uh, Moving on to uh, the civilian side of stuff that's going to be at the show, Uh, British Airways are going to have one of their Airbus A318s there. That'll be on static display. And also uh, the Gazelle Squadron as well are going to be there with the Aerospatial Gazelles. Uh, Airbus Military are going to have their Airbus A400M on their one there, which will probably be doing a flying display. That will be flying on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, Augusta Westland will be there with an AW149. Uh, Beechcraft uh, AT6 from Textron Aviation. Uh, is going to be there uh, along with the Beechcraft Baron. Mm. Uh, there'll also be from Bell Helicopters UK a Bell 429. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blenheim will be there, a light bomber. Uh, the Bristol Blenheim will be there from the Aircraft Restoration Company. Wow. Can't wait to see that because yeah, I saw I that being restored. Yeah. Um, the Boeing Stearman, uh, Tracy Curtis Taylor, a trainer, Boeing Stearman will be there. Uh, I'm just sort of going through to pick out some of the more notable mm. aircraft because there is a lot to go through. Um, but there'll be the uh, Douglas DC-3 uh, Breitling will be mm. there on static display. Um, also from Embraer, uh, they'll have the Embraer Phenom there, which is uh, cool. a kind of a, a VIP transport. It's a business jet. That would be good. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? There's so many here. There's so many to go through. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a good I, trip, I, I sincerely hope you all go there with your yeah, cameras, yeah, yeah. cameras ready. So from the Biggin Hill Heritage um, uh, Company, there'll be the Hurricane there uh, at the show. There's going to be quite a lot of Hurricanes there actually this year, uh, more than last year, I think. Mm. Jet Aerobatics will have the Jet Proverse T5 military trainer there. There'll also be... From the Airbus Group, a Messerschmitt BF109G. Wow. Um, Scottish Aviation Bulldog T1 mm. from the Pitbull. Uh, they'll be there with their trainer. Uh, there's also one, two, three, four, five, six Spitfires uh, ranging from the Aircraft Restoration Company, um, the Duxford one, the Biggin Hill one, the uh, Historic Re- Aircraft Collection, and Rolls Royce as well. That the wow. own, one owned by Rolls Royce will be yeah. there. Spitfire, lovely. Uh, the Textron, uh, Textron Airland Scorpion, uh, mm. which uh, I saw at uh, Riyadh last year, will be there mm. from Textron Aviation. That's a one mega aircraft. Really? To see if you can see that one. Yeah. Uh, from the Czech Republic. Uh, Airbus C295M and also a couple of Russian uh, Mil-24 helicopters mm. from the Czech Republic will be there. Uh, from Denmark, there'll be a CL604 Challenger, which is a VIP transport aircraft. The Finnish Air Force are sending uh, F-18C. Uh, that's yet to be confirmed as to be there for definite, uh, but that should be flying uh, at the display, hopefully. Cool. The French Air Force... Sending Alpha Jet, uh, which will be flying uh, mm. all three days, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And also a Mirage 2000 uh, from Ramex Delta Squadron uh, will be there flying on the Saturday and Sunday. Germany sending a couple of Tornadoes uh, fighter aircraft from the German Air Force. The German uh, Army Aviation uh, are going to be sending a couple of BO-105 P-1 helicopters. One of those will be flying on the Saturday and Sunday. 
Uh, also, German Navy is sending a Dornier T uh, DO two hundred two eight, which is quite good. They're good to see, and the P three C Orion. It'll be good to get to see those guys. Maritime patrol aircraft, cool. very good. Uh, also, the German Navy are sending two Sea King uh, helicopters. Oh wow! Yeah. Over uh, the Greeks. Um, after all the issues, the Greeks <laughs> How are, are they having, doing that. <laughs> the Greeks that should be sending over an F sixteen um, demo, their demo teams use um, for an F sixteen fighter jet, which will be flying Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. Uh, the Hungarians are sending over an Antonov uh, An twenty six, which mm. is a transport aircraft. Another good one to see, cool. Matt. Yeah, yeah. The Italians, the C twenty seven J Spartan, which mm-hmm. we've covered on the show. Yeah. A couple of Eurofighter typhoons from the Italian Air Force as well, and um, uh, three tornadoes from the Italian Air Force. Yeah. Um, out of all those, the only one that will be flying will be the tornado on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Now, this is something that cropped up on the uh, Riyadh's air the feed. Mm. Uh, this covered the uh, realms of Facebook quite a bit, but okay. the Japanese, I think we covered this last week, the Japanese are going to be sending um, a couple of... Kawasaki P-1, which are their maritime patrol aircraft. Um, this is a massive, massive achievement for Riyadh to get these across here from Japan. And uh, they are going to be very, very popular with wow. uh, people. There'll be some definitely some photos taken mm. of those. Uh, the Jordanian Air Force are sending over a C-130H Hercules. God, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of Hercules there this, good, uh, this good, year. Good, good, good. The Netherlands are sending over a couple of AH-64D Apaches mm. uh, helicopter along with another C-130 uh, H Hercules. Yeah. Um, they'll be also be sending a CH-47 Chinook. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. gotta love a Chinook. Oh yes, and lots uh, of noise. Oh, and the Netherlands are sending over a KDC-10 mm. uh, transport. I can't wait to see that. That'll be mm. nice. I presumably we will see the Vulcan, of course. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's at the bottom, uh, bottom of the list here yeah. somewhere. Uh, Polish Air Force. Yeah. Uh, MiG-29 and a Sukhoi-22. Mm. Uh, they're also sending a C-295 uh, transport uh, aircraft as well. The Polish Navy sending over an MI-14 helicopter. Um, wow. Qatar uh, over the Emirates um, side, of, uh, mm. the side of the world uh, sending a C-130J Hercules. Mm. Uh, Slovakia. Sending, uh, there's Matt. Hello, Hello. <laughs> Salafakia are sending uh, Aero L39 Albatross and a LET L410 turbojet transport. Slovenia, uh, blimey, it's all of you. I tell you, Riyadh is huge. Yeah. Slovenia sending over an a LET410 turbojet and a couple of Pilatus PC9s light attack aircraft. One of which of those will be flying on the Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. Spain are sending over an Airbus C295M. Going to be a few of those there then. Mm. And a Casa 101 uh, aviojet from the Petrula Aguilia aerobatic team. They're flying on the Fantastic. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Switzerland are going to be sending a Super Puma. Mm. And also a Pilatus uh, NCPC-7 from the PC-7 aerobatic team. Uh, from the United Kingdom, from the good old UK. Oh, we, oh, we are going then. Oh, we're going. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so there, we've got, uh, from them, we've got a couple of Apaches AH-64Ds. We've got uh, Augusta 109 helicopter, uh, an Alpha Jet uh, trainer, a Hawk T-1 trainer mm. from the ETPS squadron. Uh, also, the Royal Air Force are sending, sending over a jet that we've covered on this show millions of times. They're sending over one of their A330 Voyager tankers. 
uh, designated the KC-2. Uh, they're also the Royal Air Force are also having one of their Airbus A400M Atlas, um, the tanker aircraft transport as well. They're coming up with 24th, 17th, 24th, 70th Squadron. Um, a C130J Hercules as well from the Royal Air Force. A Chinook, uh, which is to be, to be confirmed as yet uh, for Saturday and Sunday mm. flying. Uh, an E3D Sentry, can't wait to see that, mm. uh, from 8th Squadron. From the uh, That's the Airborne Early Warning. Um, aircraft. Mm. Uh, there'll be a Grob Tutor, a Grob Vigilant. Um, there'll be a, th- a Hawk T1, a Hawk mm. T2, and a Hawk uh, um, the Hawk T1, Hawk T2, and a Hawk uh, T2 as well from the advanced trainer side of the uh, Royal Air Force. Also, the Red Arrows will obviously be there uh, with their Can't go Hawks, wrong with the Red Arrows. Uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. Forget the the show is on Friday as well as Saturday yes. and Sunday. Um, the BBMF, the uh, Battle of Britain Memorial Flight, will have them a couple of Hurricanes there, which will be flying. Uh, King Air 200, uh, advanced trainer from the 45 Squadron. Um, sea King f- uh, from the 22nd Squadron helicopter will be there on static display. Um, the BBMF, again, will have four Spitfires um, flying all three days. Uh, a Tornado GR4, there's going to be one, two, three, four of those um, from three different squadrons there. Um, three on static display and one of those from 31 Squadron will be flying in a display Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we'll have a Takano T1 advanced trainer cool. and four uh, Typhoons mm. fighter jets from four different squadrons. Uh, first squadron, sixth uh, squadron, seventh squadron, and 29th squadron uh, as well. The Royal Navy will have uh, their Merlin there, Merlin helicopter, a King Air 350, uh, three Sea Kings uh, helicopters. Uh, the United States of America, uh. our friends over in the US, they will be bringing over a Apache AH-64D helicopter and also bringing... A Sikorsky UH-60 Blackhawk helicopter yeah. from the film *Sunlumber Blackhawk*. Oh, cool. oh, yes. The U.S. Air Force uh, will also have an A-10C Thunderbolt. Can't wait to see that one. That'll be good. That's on static display. Another one for you to see, Matt, as yep. well. This will be on static display. Hopefully, we'll be get we'll be able to get an interview with one of the guys from this. Will be the CV twenty two Osprey. Mm. That's the one with the tilt. Oh yeah, yeah, where the road. Right, yeah, yeah, and you'll you'll love yeah, that, man. That is awesome. That. Is that flying or is that just um, a static? That's on static display, cool. but there is one flying. Oh um, wow! On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, yeah. so one of the Ospreys will be flying. There'll be two there, mm. one on static and one on flying display. Yeah. Uh, there'll be an F fifteen C Eagle uh, from the four ninety third Fighter Squadron. And a KC-135 Strato tanker. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Uh, and also an MC-130J Commando transport uh, aircraft as well. And to top it off, the US Navy are sending over a P-8A Poseidon maritime mm. surveillance aircraft. I don't think we'll be able to get on board that one, <laughs> funnily enough. Really? Oh, well, but, that's um, I'm sure we'll be able to. We'll try and get uh, uh, an interview with one of the crew from the uh, Poseidon for the show. Uh, there's been some cancellations, unfortunately, um, uh, on the civilian side. A couple of uh, Spitfires from the Biggin Hill Heritage um, 
have been cancelled. Also, the Hungarian Air Force uh, have cancelled uh, bringing their JAS-39 Gripen um, oh. across fighter aircraft. Uh, Kenet Q uh, were going to bring their Diamond DA-42 trainer. That's uh, also been cancelled. And also, one of the sad, one of the very sad cancellations. Um, on the uh, list here for this year, obviously due to the engine fire early this year, uh, on the cancellations list is the Lancaster from the British uh, Battle of Britain Memorial Flight uh, Heavy Bomber. Um, that is still down on the cancelled list for Riyadh this uh, this coming weekend. Mm. So there we go. That's a bit of a rundown of nearly everything that will be on display. Obviously, um, those of you who have been to React before will know that there is not just the static aircraft and flying aircraft, but there are lots and lots and lots of trade stores Mm. on the site during the day selling loads of uh, merchandise, aircraft, aviation-related stuff, models and, and pictures and stuff like that. Uh, on site and all those a few food places as well um, <laughs> and like we said as we said before me and Pip will be there Saturday uh, Matt will be joining me yes, on Sunday, on Sunday yep. uh, so all three of us will all be three of us will Sunday. be there on Sunday I think Pip is going to have a kind of family day Sunday so Pip will be with uh, with his son cool. on Sunday so me and Matt will be parading around um, <laughs> covered with wires and microphones yeah. and stuff like that for Absolutely. the day yeah. I've just been looking at the weather actually oh the weather 10 yeah. day forecast yeah Yes, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, not raining. That's the only good bit. <laughs> okay. No. You said not raining, so obviously there is a picture of a cloud. There are there are um, some darkish clouds, but uh, obviously we are a few days away yet, so there is every poss- every possibility it could clear up. So uh, it's 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 not isn't it? Uh, we're going to get a good view, I think. I think I don't think it's going to be too hot, which is perhaps not a bad thing if we're all outside. So parking at Riyadh is free of charge. Uh, you don't have to pay for parking at Riyadh. And uh, free child passes are available oh, as cool. well for children under yeah. 16, um, free of charge. Um, there's also, um, you, can, I mean, you can book, I think you can probably still get your tickets online. I'm right. not sure. Yeah. Uh, no, the super early bird has yeah, but finished. They, they, I can say yeah. they'd have all been very good. And yeah. obviously, when we advertised the early bird, they would have all bought their tickets then, you see. Yeah, obviously, I think to they save would themselves have done, yeah. a few quid. Uh, currently, six degrees in my neck of the woods, says Ray Davis, by the way. Oh, oh hello, Ray. <laughs> six degrees? <laughs> I know. Blimey. That's not warm at all. It's very, it's very chilly over in, in, in Aussie land, isn't it? <laughs> so the tickets, according to the uh, Riyadh Air website, the tickets mm. are all sold out. Are they? Oh, dear. Blimey. So if you haven't got them, you're not going. No. If your mm. name's not down, you're not coming yeah, in. Indeed. But well. uh, but we'll be there. Look out for us. Come and yep. come and say hello. Yes, please do. And if even if we're recording, just sort of come and sort of yeah, poke, just come and loiter and, 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 and loiter. Will it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not encourage that. No. <laughs> so <sighs> that's it. Then that's it. Then that is for where... our first ever live Woo! podcast, live from the kitchen studio. I'm a, I'm sorry you haven't got the best view of the kitchen studio. This is not quite what we had in mind when it came to the camera layout. But that will be corrected for next time. I definitely, definitely. You. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we won't be doing a live. Um, we won't be doing a live uh, one, obviously, next week because we're going to be uh, at Riyadh. Uh, lots of... Uh, we're hoping to get a show out, though, aren't we? We're ho- hopefully going to get a show out yeah, while we're there. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have um, some good Wi-Fi. I think they should have Wi-Fi in the media yeah. tent yeah, at okay. uh, Riyadh, so we might be able to get a quick showcast. We'll call it a showcast. Yeah, we'll call it a showcast, yeah. In case they have a podcast, yeah. Yes, we'll try true. and get a showcast out on the day. Um, if not, we'll try and get something out later yes. that day. But yes, we'll yes. we'll attempt to get as much as we can content yeah. uh, out 
and we'll put it um, out for you for the next few for weeks, the next few weeks great, yeah. yeah we'll and hopefully we'll get some great interviews yeah, we'll, as well yeah, let's hope so yeah so that's uh, where we're going to bring episode 68 of the uh, plain talking hello everyone <laughs> uk podcast to a close indeed um, thank you so much for those of you guys who have joined it's us been great. live. You know, this is what YouTube. I love about doing. I, in fact, I really enjoy doing it live because you get to actually stop it. Uh, <laughs> apart from the fact that Carlos keeps playing up to the cameras, and we can't have that. That's outrageous. But uh, no, it's been lovely to get your feedback on the fly. It's been really quite nice. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, so, thanks for you guys. This, this won't. I, I think it's safe to say this won't be the last time we do it live. It's been good fun. No, it has um, been. But, but next yeah. time we will have a decent webcam. So you'll, we will indeed. So you'll be able to see me. Wave in, in proper speed, not slow speed. <laughs> See, I, I don't know what you're on about. Mine's fine. <laughs> you, look lovely. you look stunning. Thank you, darling. Oh, do you like the oven as well? That's nice. Yeah, oven, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, it was all hastily thrown together at the last minute because it all gone horribly wrong. <laughs> but this is the kitchen studio. It is. This, this is, is officially the, the new kitchen studio. Yeah, but, new kitchen uh, studio. Anyway, before they all fall asleep. So, where can. I mean, obviously, the guys here are watching of course. us now know yeah, where we yeah. are, but where yeah. can people find so, us? So, from now on, then, it is it is possible for you to download and listen to our podcast via YouTube. Uh, we'll sort out the proper links for that uh, later on, because we do actually have a YouTube channel, but we haven't quite got that, because I've, I've done live broadcasts and stuff before, so we've had to use my account for that. But, um, hello, what's, what's that? What's, what's that? I can see Thanks, Pip. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yes, I like that. Hello, Pip. I can see you. It's like... I see dead people. No, we're definitely not dead. No. <laughs> yeah, hello to you, Pip. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great. Uh, anyway, yes, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he's laughing. He's not getting away with it. Next time, he's going to be joining us by Skype as well. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. Well, he does now. He's watching. Oh, can I but, just say? Just say yes. um, thanks to Ray Davis. Uh, yeah, he, Ray has just uh, said that after seeing after seeing you live, it makes me realise how much work uh, is actually put into getting the podcast out. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Ray. Really, we do appreciate. Yeah, it. we thanks do. A lot yeah, for that, yeah. Ray. yeah absolutely anyway before they all nod off thanks very much if you've been listening to us live thanks very much uh, we 22 people we've had listening no yeah it's really? very exciting yeah. 22 people yeah I know that doesn't sound very exciting uh, you know in the world of real telly but really given that the majority of our listeners are actually sort of well it's night time where they are and, yeah, and, yeah. and in the states especially they're more or less asleep so it's uh, maybe that's what they're doing that's how they're getting off to sleep isn't it Listening, is, listening yeah. to us. I, 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 I know my wife Gemma does say to me sometimes, uh, oh, can I listen to your show? I need to fall asleep. Oh, how rude. <laughs> so um, so that, that's why I stopped buying her flowers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's the reason, ladies and gentlemen. Poor, I say, honestly, poor long-suffering Gemma, you have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm just going just to show for the camera. Quickly. Oh, are you? Oh, cool. Oh, no, here we I'm go. Show the back of my T-shirt. Oh, right. Yes, here we go. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that there? It is. It's there, yeah. Yeah, so plain talking. So uh, while he's standing there, then, if you want to get in touch with the show, it's www.plaintalkinguk.com. It is uh, twitter.com forward slash uk And on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash uk. Yes, so that's it then. We're going to bring episode <laughs> number 68. It's been a strange one, but it's been a close. lot of fun. I really enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have the do you have the closing jingle? I've got all the closing line? jingle ready to press. Ready. I'm Here ready we go. Press. So, anyway, if, if you've been listening and watching, thanks very much. It will be available on YouTube. We're now going to put it up obviously in the normal places on 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 the on iTunes and all sorts It's available to download wherever. Don't forget, of course, you can also listen to Pilot Pips Plane Safety podcast. Um, which is what are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting, 
I'm getting really depressed at oh, closing jingle. Okay, just remind them how they can listen to Pip's podcast while we're here. Oh, don't forget, yes, you can catch... <laughs> yes, can't forget Pip. Say, focus, man, focus. Don't forget, you can, you can catch Pip on his show... At the Plane Safety Podcast. There we go. If you go on iTunes, yes. search Plane Safety Podcast yeah. and download Pip's show. He's actually just released, uh, very recently released, a new episode cool. uh, where he interviews uh, a captain uh, of a uh, very well-known British airline, but we can't oh, say yeah. which airline okay, it is. Okay, no, that's fine. And I listened to that podcast uh, this week. Oh, because uh, we were on late, weren't we? Yes. yes. And uh, <laughs> I listened to that show this week, and it was Thumbs up, uh, Pip. I have to say thumbs up. That was uh, was a really good episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, So if you haven't done so already, then make sure you download and listen to that as well. Cool. Okay, then. So uh, as we've already seen, he's got his finger poised. It is where we bring episode number 68 to a close. Thank you very much for listening live. Thank you very much for downloading our podcast. It means a lot to us. It does. And that really is it. It's time for us to say goodbye. So for me, Carlos, it's a... Blimey, that was exciting. Goodbye. (laughs) And from Matt, it is. And from me over here, it is goodbye. Bye. Bye.